So we got new movies coming to the movie theater. So why am I staying at home? All that and a Star Wars hotel that's far, far away from your budget on today's episode of the Geek Watch Podcast. This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Petrie. Greetings, Geek Watchers, and welcome to episode 118 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher, and with me, as always, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Petrie. Hi, Brian. And so, planning on the weekend, and a lot of the stuff that's going to be coming out, of course, over the course of next week, I did want to talk about the fact that we do have The Suicide Squad coming out this weekend. Oh, uh, really? Yes, it started okay. last night, I want to say. Okay. We're recording mm-hmm. on Friday, so it mm-hmm. would have started on last night. And, of course, I've been looking forward to seeing this for a while. But here's the thing, because we want to talk about, of course, movies are a little bit different now. And the way that movies come out are a little bit different now. Of course, we talked about last week the issues with Scarlett Johansson and Disney. Emma Stone is following suit. Yeah, with Cruella. And over the course of the week, we've had Jungle Cruise, which is another Disney film. Yeah, and, and boy, did it blow up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm wondering how that's going to work out for Scarlett Johansson. Of course, her feeling is she should be making a good chunk of money because a lot of her money got filtered away because she didn't get a theatrical only release. And I'm wondering if the success of things like Jungle Cruise might have Disney going back and saying, well, look, you know, maybe if your movie did better, you'd have made more money. Mm. But at the same time, you have to look at the numbers as far as streaming goes for Jungle Cruise as compared to what it made in the theaters. And when you look at that type of stuff, then you kind of wonder if The Rock and Emily Blunt doesn't turn around and say, look, you know, we deserve right. mm-hmm. we, we deserve part of that streaming, too. So right. it's just a matter of that we brought the money in regardless of how you released it. And, of course, there's this idea of because I was reading some of the information about the uh, lawsuit that Scarlett Johansson, what her lawyers were saying. And part of what she was saying was that uh, Disney did not act in good faith. Right. Yeah. In other words, it was a sense of they didn't necessarily break the letter of the contract, but they broke the spirit of it. Mm -hmm. Like say um, I make toasters and I've got a contract with you that if you supply materials for me to make toasters and we'll split the profits 50-50. And then I turn around and make waffle irons instead. And so it's like, well, I didn't make toasters. Mm -hmm. Since I didn't make toasters, Mm -hmm. you don't deserve any of the money. Mm -hmm. And so by the letter of the law, yeah, I don't owe you any money. But at the same time, it's like, uh, it's obvious what I was doing there. Yeah, I don't understand because Mickey's got plenty of money. He can alter the contract or give good faith own bonuses. They need to make this right or it's really going to mess with their future contracts. I foresee people maybe boycotting future films and if we lose say Doctor Strange what are they going to do then I mean I guess they could try to replace him they did it with Don Cheadle but if you get several people doing this what's the next thing that's going to have statement I have been checking out the news and seeing what some of the responses have been and Kevin Feige that was the big one I wanted to hear from and he said that he was embarrassed and Mm -hmm. ashamed about how Scarlett Johansson had been treated 
Yeah. I'm glad that he said that. And I wondered if people might get this idea. It's like, well, man, if he's talking against Disney, they might fire him. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they're going to fire Kevin Feige. They're not going to fire Kevin Feige. They might try it. And then we get a bad movie and then they bring him back in. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I doubt very seriously that even Disney and their most delusional would try to get rid of Kevin Feige. They know he's the golden goose. Mm-hmm. They continue to give him more and more responsibility responsibilities including their star wars franchise he's even doing stuff with them they know he is so good at what he does and every time they've given him more responsibility he has made them a ton of money king midas everything he touches is gold absolutely Mm -hmm. not saying that that he might not make a mistake somewhere and that he's always going to be the golden goose but as of right now he certainly is and he's not going anywhere Mm -hmm. now Bob Iger, who used to be the CEO of Disney, I haven't seen a direct quote, but there are some people going around saying that even he had a problem and that he thought how Scarlett Johansson was treated was bad. Like I said, I didn't hear that as a direct quote, and Disney is denying he ever said it, but it wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they are going to need to figure this out mm-hmm. di- because it's like you said, and I agree with you, actors are going to be upset about how things are going and at the very least they're going to put in their contracts before they sign anything yeah (laughs) that streaming bonuses streaming counts every new subscription you get and everyone who purchases the actual download right if i get a disney subscription the same week that black widow comes out that's two bonuses that's what i would want and i can see why disney is starting to panic because then you have to look at having to go back through these contracts that have been signed and redoing them Mm -hmm. if it were just scarlett johansson i figured they would go fine we'll give you some money i mean Mm -hmm. we're not going to be using you anymore anyway it's no big deal but then you start looking at all these contracts other things that have already been signed having to go back to them it becomes a domino effect then you're dealing with tons of contracts i kind of feel like they need maybe a blanket solution now because i foresee jungle cruise it's like pirates of the caribbean will likely get a jungle cruise too if they don't do something about it now in emily blunt and the rocks contracts for two i think they'll really have to eat a big one they don't do something about it now first of all i don't know if there's a multi-picture deal with the rock and emily blunt if the plan was to do more i would certainly assume that they would definitely try to do sequels because i mean the first one's making so much money mm-hmm. i don't know if the rock and emily blunt signed a contract for a multi-picture deal or if they're going to need to sign a new contract obviously any contract signed from this point on it's going to be an issue mm-hmm. and certainly agents are going to be saying look money for streaming it's got to be part of the bonus deal mm-hmm. it has to be so from this point on there's going to be no question that that's going to be in the contracts it's just what are you going to do from this point back mm-hmm And there are other questions to answer, too, such as why do you say that the streaming, you know, you get bonuses for, but if you do a pay-per-view, you wouldn't get bonuses. Okay, this was pre-COVID, right? And yeah, they didn't have streaming services, but they did pay-per-view. And so why don't you get bonuses for that? And especially with the amount of money that they're talking about. Mm -hmm. It's going to be, I don't think it's going to bankrupt Disney, but this whole thing has opened up a major deal. And it's definitely going to be something that Disney's going to have to figure out. But let's talk about another studio, Warner Brothers. Because, of course, we're talking about Suicide Squad. Or I should say The Suicide Squad Mm -hmm. comes out this week. And I had forgotten about this because I had, I think we talked about this a little bit. And I wasn't sure because I couldn't remember. 
I do recall that when Wonder Woman 1984 came out, it was just on HBO Max, and I didn't have to pay for it. I just mm-hmm. got to see it because I have HBO Max. Mm-hmm. And I have HBO Max because I have AT&T and they just give it to me for free. Mm-hmm. And I wondered if they were going to charge for the Suicide Squad. And they don't. Mm-hmm. So there's a limited streaming window for it. So it's not up forever. But for most of September, you can watch Suicide Squad. You just turn on HBO Max and you just watch it. And so my plans for going to the movie theater to watch it are gone now. <laughs> Because why should I pay to watch it in a theater? When you're already paying to get it at home. Well, technically, no, I'm not. I'm not even paying (laughs) for it to get it at home. Because they're giving it to me for free for having HBO Max. And I got HBO Max for free Mm -hmm. because I have AT&T. Popcorn in the microwave and go to 7-Eleven and get slushies kind of like an IC, but... Yeah. So, obviously, whatever money that they could have made from me for having it as a theater-only release, they don't get. Mm-hmm. So, I really wonder how that release policy that they have, how that's going to work out. Because with Disney+, Plus, I get paying a little bit extra for this first-run film. HBO Max, they don't do that. Mm. And I think that's really going to hurt this film. There are a lot of big names in there, and I, I don't know how their contracts work. Do they get bonuses for big box offices the same way they do for Disney? I don't know. But there are a lot of names in that movie. Already Warner Brothers is saying if James Gunn wants to come back and do anything, he's welcome to come back. From what I've seen so far, I haven't read a lot of reviews because I don't want to go down that road. I don't want spoilers but from what I'm hearing, everything is fantastic. People are loving this film. Okay. But if you got HBO Max, you can watch it for free. So how in the world is that going to affect the box office? And I don't think it's going to do them very good. Mm-mm. And there's no real way to recoup that money. And there are so many of these Warner Brothers films that are coming out. And I mean, massive. Like Dune. Oh, I didn't even think about Dune. Dune is definitely, for me, a movie that I want to see in IMAX, for sure. <laughs> Even though I'm gonna have to to drive hundreds of miles to do it, I'm gonna drive hundreds of miles to do it for sure. (laughs) But I don't know if a lot of people are. And this was a conversation I had with Kevin. You know, we're both movie buffs and Mm -hmm. he's really looking forward to Dune. He loved the book. Kevin from The Real Deal with Brian Hatcher. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Check it out on YouTube or where do you guys do it? Facebook mostly? Yeah, we do have a Facebook. Mm -hmm. And we which we haven't done or we haven't done a review in a while. And we Mm And hopefully... You should do Suicide Squad. Invite him over. You guys watch it here on this big screen and and do the Suicide Squad. Well, I think he's already seen it. And I think he went to the theater, although... Uh uh um, Because I don't think he has HBO Max. Mm -hmm. But I look at this, and and this was... While we were talking about uh, Dune, and Kevin and I were having a conversation about this, and I said to him, and it shocked him a little bit, but he had to agree with me. I said, look, I think this movie could do really well, but if it totally tanks and bombs it's not going to surprise me and specifically because very much like the book itself and the original movie it's not a property that the average person really understands Mm -hmm. it's science fiction in its purest form it's very deep there's a lot of stuff going on but to the outsider it's like well this is a weird looking thing Mm -hmm. i've always described it to people as game of thrones in space and if you love game of thrones you will love dune so everyone has taken my advice pretty much to heart i'm already building my still suit (laughs) 
trust me, I really want this movie to do well for a lot of reasons, because then we get more stuff like this. Do you think that the actor names attached to it are going to help it out? Because there's a lot of great names in there. Yeah. A lot of great sci-fi coming back, a lot of Marvel and DC actors in here. Well, I hope so. But Mm -hmm. the days when films could be sold by star actors, that's over. Mm. I don't know if you watch a lot of YouTube, but there's an interview YouTube channel called Hot Ones. Have you heard of this? The wing thing? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Matt Damon was on the last episode Mm -hmm. and they did an interview and he talked about how movies have changed and how certain movies that could get made even five years ago just cannot get made now. And that the types of movies that can get made at this point are very limited. And movies that are more than just popcorn and excitement and explosions are a hard sell. And... Honestly, Dune is not just some turn-off-your-brain kind of movie. In fact, if there is a movie that is the antithesis of turn-your-brain-off, it's Dune. And that's why I'm really excited to see this film. But, like I said, it wouldn't surprise me at all if a lot of people aren't. But... Going back to what we were talking about, some people may wind up watching it at home because they got HBO Max Mm -hmm. and it ain't going to cost them anything. Mm -hmm. So you may get viewers and maybe that'll help encourage part two because, of course, this movie, unlike the original film, isn't trying to do the whole book. It's only doing the first half because that's how dense the book is. Right. Trying to cram the entire book into one movie. Well, we saw what happened. It was still a fun romp, but it didn't do well in the box office. But it's going to be strange how all this stuff is going to work out because people that stay at home, that's really not going to help Dune's bottom line. Mm -hmm. And if the movie is too dense and too confusing for some people to watch, if it doesn't have a broad appeal, and for the people who do, they stay at home and watch it for free, and especially with the amount of money that has been spent on Dune and... I mean, you look at the screen, you see where the money went. Mm -hmm. It was not wasted at all. Mm -hmm. But I really worry. Mm -hmm. I really worry about how this film is going to do because Hollywood, very often when something like that happens, they they tend to blame the film. (laughs) And I don't think it's necessarily the film's fault in Mm -hmm. this case if people are staying at home. So Warner Brothers is going to have to figure out something. But they're showing me Suicide Squad for free, so... (laughs) Talking about fan service and fun fan stuff and money. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. I saw some stuff online about the new Star Wars hotel that's going to be at (laughs) Disneyland in Orlando, Florida. Oh, my goodness. And I have to talk about this because this is like every Star Wars geek's dream and nightmare (laughs) all rolled into one. It's basically called the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. It's a hotel that is basically this massive star cruiser, okay? And it is a cruise ship, but it's for Star Wars characters, people who live in that world. So this is a Vegas hotel in Disney. They're going to have shows. They're going to have restaurants. Yes, but let me Uh put it to you this way. It's like a Vegas hotel on steroids (laughs) because it is so much more than that. Here's what the deal is. It's a two-night stay, and it's an interactive hotel. In other words, it's an interactive theater. There's stuff going on around you, but it's also a LARP. It's immersive. It's immersive. There will be be points during your stay 
where characters are going to interact with you and you will have the opportunity to so take, take it, part in stuff. If you're wearing civvy clothes. Uh, oh, no, you don't. You don't. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, you will be dressed up. Do you do you provide your own dress or will they provide dress for you? They weren't clear about it, but uh-huh. I would think that if you don't have Star Wars gear, which is very likely, mm-hmm. they're going to be able to supply it for you. <laughs> well, there will be plenty of people who have their own, but it's an option. So there's all these different things that could possibly happen. Like there's a stowaway who's trying to hide from the First Order and your job is to make <laughs> sure they don't get caught. Mm-hmm. Or you can join up with a smuggling ring. And there's all of this stuff. And... There's like tons of things going on. Like even looking out the windows, you're not going to see outside the hotel. Mm-hmm. They're going to put star fields up. And so while you're in the hotel, for all intents and purposes, it looks like you're in this star cruiser. It's all designed to be completely immersive. It's live action role playing. There's characters acting all around you. Mm-hmm. And then some of them will interact with you. Well, I do know that at the Magic Kingdom, they had a Kim Possible experience where they would give you a basically a mission and you had to go to different parts of the park to get your next assignment. So this isn't really a new thing that Disney does. I guess it's just the this is the biggest level it's ever done it yeah, on. Yeah, they, they turned it up to 11 mm-hmm. for sure. And of course, the restaurants, all the food looks weird. Mm-hmm. Blue milk and... Blue milk and green milk yeah. and dyed shrimp and all kinds of weird looking mm-hmm. foods. And so... It's a completely immersive experience. There is, I think, one part where you're allowed to go into the park. When you you go on cruises, you're allowed to disembark and, and visit countries. So you're allowed to visit the theme park and, of course, go to the Star Wars experience. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you're just in this hotel. You're interacting with other actors. And sometimes there are missions that pop up for you to do, which you can take part in or, or not. Can you choose Rebel Alliance or First Order? Yeah. <laughs> so you might pass by your enemy that's another guest. and Oh, yeah. There's, there, the thing about it is you're right in the middle of the rebellion at this mm-hmm. point. And so, yeah, there are troopers walking around and there are people that look kind of shady because they're like, oh, these are the rebels, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to lay low but you can be one of the rebels Mm -hmm. or you can be with the first order (laughs) and the choices that the people who are playing make can affect what goes on on the star cruiser Mm -hmm. so while you're in this hotel for all intents and purposes everything looks like you're on the star cruiser you look out the window you'll see stars to get to the hotel you have to ride a shuttle and there's stuff going on in the shuttle. And so when the shuttle pulls in and you you disembark, you're fully in this immersive experience. And you can um, gamble at the hotel casino mm-hmm. and they play the Star Wars gambling games, the stuff that you see <laughs> Lando Calrissian doing. Mm-hmm. You're playing those games. So why you're doing this, except for your own <laughs> reason, there's no indication that you're not right in the middle of the Star Wars universe. Brilliant. Yeah. And so, wow, this is going to be great for geeks. Until you get to the price. (laughs) Now, the price does, in fact, cover your stay and most of your food. Obviously, if you buy alcoholic beverages, you got to pay for that. And some specialty drinks, you you have to pay for that yourself. I'm sure there's some sort of a gift shop, and you'll have to pay for that stuff. And, of course, you have to pay for getting down to Orlando, however much that costs you. Here are the prices, because this opens up toward the end of 2022, And I think the first round is going to be like from August 20th to September 17th. 
And so the prices are this. If it's like two people in a room, for each person, it's going to be $1,209 with all the costs tied into everything. For the two people, it'll be $4,809 total. And that is for the cheapest package. There are more expensive packages like captain's quarters and (laughs) you know nicer there's like Mm -hmm. two different levels it's just like in a cruise ship you can get the cheap rooms toward the bottom but Mm -hmm. you can get these really nice suites also but yeah the the cheapest you can go is for two people four thousand eight hundred nine if it's two adults and a kid then they're eight hundred eighty nine dollars per person or total five thousand two hundred ninety nine dollars for two nights and if you've got three adults and a kid, $749 per person or $5,999. Oh, people are taking out loans to you to go to a hotel. You better be ready to beat the record for the Kessel Run to get that kind of money. And I can see why they charge that much. When you mm-hmm. have... You have to pay all your actors. You have to pay all hundreds, your chefs. All your chefs. You have chefs. to pay all your maid service. They're sequestering you in a fully interactive star wars experience for two days i would like to see the casting sheet that they put out i wonder about that yeah because you know Mm because they obviously hired hundreds of actors Mm -hmm. and some of them you can walk up to anybody and talk to them and they'll talk Mm -hmm. to you very much like disney yeah i i do wonder if like there are levels because if you go to disney as a character actor you have to start off in fur before you can move to a different character so you may be donald duck and then you can move on to being gaston so do you have to start off as a stormtrooper do they have a size for ewoks and jawas i would say you know, so uh, it'd I, I, be I think interesting that, i would think that would be the case mm-hmm. because there's certainly going to be levels because you'll have background characters that will obviously interact with you if you talk to them. But then you're going to have these characters that you'll be dealing with when you have these scenarios that come up. Moments that you're not expecting mm-hmm. that could pop up at any time and you find yourself having to interact. And so you have these actors that are running these scenarios and obviously that takes a greater level of skill than just being a background character that you might have to interact with. Right. And, and keep character. I can understand why it's that amount of money. Yeah. But I can absolutely. also but I can also understand why your average Star Wars nerd that doesn't have four to six thousand dollars to spend on two nights worth of Star Wars might be like, Oh man, this sucks. Yeah. Why can't they make this cheaper? <laughs> and this goes back to business because why should they make it cheaper when they can get people to pay the six thousand dollars and they've got to make their money back obviously they would not have done any of this stuff if they couldn't make huge bank out of it they Mm -hmm. would not have spent the amount of money that they did well on anything in disney if they weren't going to be making money back but this is why i think for some geekdom they get upset because this was their fandom they love buying the toys and now suddenly a corporation is part of this fandom (laughs) and they're creating these really wonderful experiences that aren't for them certainly at least you know if they won the lottery they'd absolutely do that yeah i mean and there was talk about the star wars part of the theme park where there was a place where you could build your own lightsaber it's like oh that's cool but then you find out how much it costs yeah it's gonna be three hundred dollars what i could build my own lightsaber at home (laughs) i can see why some people are getting upset because their fandom 
is now getting priced out of their range. Mm. I can see that if you're going to spend the vast amounts of money that they're obviously going to have to spend to create this thing, then yeah, the cost of getting to play in that playground is going to be pretty expensive. Mm -hmm. If they're going to spend the money to build it, people are going to have to spend the money to play there. But maybe you won't get any jerks that go into the restaurant and try to order spice melange or gawk. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong universe, honey. Yeah, there Wrong you universe. go. And this would be something I think geeks would say. It's like, are the type of people who've got $6,000 to spend on a vacation really Star Wars fans? <laughs> if you're going to spend $6,000 to spend two nights on a Star Cruiser and walk around in Jedi robes, okay, yeah, I think maybe a little bit. Possibly that yeah. may be the case. You don't get to gatekeep because you're poor. <laughs> I can understand why some people might think that mm -hmm. these, these extravagant Star Wars things is in a strange way gatekeeping because all fans can't take part. Mm -hmm. They can't afford these vacations. And I certainly get that. What does a show or a movie or a fandom, what do they owe their fans? And obviously a big corporation like Disney, they want to get as much out of the fans as they can financially. They want to provide as much stuff for the fans as they can provide or to be more accurate. They want to have as much stuff that the fans are willing to pay for to make as much money as they can. I see this Galactic Star Cruiser hotel making tons of bank, but I understand the frustration. Seeing this beautiful, shiny thing that absolutely is far out of their reach. You know, as long as there's a buck to be made. Mickey Mouse is going to make it. Better make some money because they need to give some of it to Scarlett Johansson, it looks like. So. <laughs> and so with that said, we come to the end of episode 118 of the Geek Watch podcast. Thank you for tuning in and check us out next time for the latest in geek news and views with the Geek Watch podcast. From Andy Petrie, this is Brian Hatcher reminding all the Geek Watchers out there, we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch Podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the Geek Watch Podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The Geek Watch Podcast is a Hanging J production. <laughs>